0: Hi everybody!
1: Hello, welcome back to Lesbians. It's Armani.
0: I'm Makana. I wonder if people actually think that, like,
1: I know. I was like, we've been doing that for like a couple of episodes. I feel like people might get confused. Should we do like a like a little intro again to kind of like reset because we've had like a lot of episodes? So you know, anyone who's jumping in on this episode, so we think people could actually know who's who. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it, pro- it probably is kind of confusing, like, now that I think about it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm Mac. Uh, I'm a lesbian. My pronouns are she, they. I'm non-binary. I am a recruiter. I live in Charlotte. Yeah, okay. I think I have a dog named Molly.
0: Pur. <laughs> Makana also loves to drink wine. That's a personality trait.
1: Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah is the best thing in the world you know from what, it's marlboro, though i never thought i'd be a wine snob but it has to be from marlboro new zealand because if it's sauvignon blanc from anywhere else it tastes like an armpit
0: why did i think you were drinking cupcake earlier
1: yeah the cupcake sauvignon blanc is from oh. marlboro yeah and it's only 8.99 oh. at Harris Teeter. cedar
0: oh it's not bad why am I like a wine snob? And I think if I don't pay like $15 or more for my wine, it's going to be gross. <laughs> I don't know why. You have
1: to out like what region of grape you like, because then i found it really doesn't matter like what price it is. Cause this 899 tastes the same as like a $28 bottle, which I did get a $28 bottle once. Didn't realize it was that much because i only bought it because the label was cute it had like a little dandelion on it it was like rustic it was a dark bottle mm-hmm. the vibes were there but it was almost 30 dollars for a bottle of wine
2: Ooh,
1: i ain't got that kind
0: of money i mean right now i'm drinking this is actually really good if you want something really sweet i don't have any wine because my mom came to visit me and drink all of my alcohol <laughs> so i had to order this from GoPuff. And I got the cider donut, but they brought me the blue slushy cider, but it's a, it's just like a hard cider. It's a down east blue slushy and it literally tastes like a blue slushy hard cider, Mm -hmm. which obviously you probably wouldn't want to get drunk off of these, but having like one or two, is not bad. So
1: you do anything with a lot of sugar. that's just not good.
0: Yeah. So, um, I
1: do love go puff. I almost go puffed my wine, but then I said, I, you got off work early. Don't be lazy, piece of shit. Walk across the street. Go to Hair Cedar. And so I did. I got a little Um, walk-in. Like, I don't walk a million times a day because of Molly. But I did get to use my little new reusable bag that I bought from Urban. It's like a little mustard-colored, like, net reusable bag. Oh, cute. Walked in there, grabbed my stuff, did the self-checkout, put it in my bag, and then walked out. I felt like a real city girl. I feel like I'm from NYC. In Charlotte, do they let? Do they give you plastic bags? Yeah, we still have bags and everything. I just in Philly,
0: there's no there's no such thing as a plastic bag. Like they don't exist. Wait, like legitimately? Legitimately, like Target gives you these like mesh bags. Um, Oh, most grocery stores give you. Uh, like a, a paper if they do paper usually a mesh bag i do have some reusable bags from the fresh Grocer, and i just have been using those like if i go out grocery shopping but yeah so it must be some kind of city initiative to like get rid of pollute you know what i mean like yeah sure. kind of thing maybe like a mandate by the mayor or something like that like no more plastic bags which i mean is good because plastic doesn't it's not biodegradable i'm pretty sure so Still, I mean but like you can buy trash bag bags. Sure. Yeah. So I mean I can still buy trash bags. Like it's not like you can't have <laughs> trash bags, but there's no like right. you don't go to the store and get a plastic one. So but I did buy this um like it's just corduroy. It's actually back there if you can see it. It's orange it, yeah. from Urban. And I just use that when I go out shopping because that way I'm not having to carry like a grocery reusable bag, but I was like, I need a bag big enough to like yeah. Put a couple things in and carry it around so then I don't have to ki- like have all these paper bags and stuff that I'm just gonna throw away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. mine's
1: not huge, it's like this little net bag. Um, it's mm-hmm. probably like this big. I went to the store, grabbed a bottle of wine, a bottle of like coffee, creamer, and ice cream from Molly. They had like these little doggy ice creams. Um, and I checked out, and that's like it could probably fit like maybe two more things. It's not a huge bag, it's like a really quick trip bag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Granted when I'm walking to Harris Teeter, it's not like I'm grabbing a million things it's like for those times I drive anyway. So it's nice for when I do walk.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of jealous that. You have, I mean, the grocery store is close enough for me to walk, but it's not like right across the street. It's like a good, like one of the grocery stores is a nine minute walk. The other one's a nine minute walk too. So it's not like they're super close, but I'm not moving my car.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not that's, like, my car for that. that's a very doable walk. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Int-
0: I didn't get to introduce myself.
1: Oh, right.
0: We got sidetracked. Um. So I'm actually Armani. I'm not Makana, and I go by she/her. I'm a lesbian. I live in Philly. I'm in grad school, unfortunately, for microbiology and immunology. If anybody gives a fuck, and um, I'm about to start working in a uh, a mouse behavior lab, which I'm really excited about. So maybe I'll have some cool stories to tell you guys. But no,
1: no mice will be harmed in the research processes. Yeah, we don't
0: have to sacrifice them.
1: Which is nice. I couldn't do that. My brother was telling me he just, like, got a house in college. And, you know, it's just, like, a dingy little, like, cheap-ass house that him yeah. and his roommates got. And so he has a mice problem. Um, and so he's, like, been trying, like, different kinds of traps. And he told me that one got stuck. And then he had to kill it. Because it didn't die the first time. I was so yeah. sad.
2: Ooh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So apparently, in like um, when people use like mice, and I'm not sure about rats and other animals, but I know for mice specifically, because I rotated in a mice lab once, a flu mice lab. So they have to sacrifice babies and they have to sacrifice um, like adult mice. And I thought that we just like CO2 gas them, which would make the most sense. Because why can't you just like, why can't you just gas them? That's what they did to the pigs in Smithfield, right? They like put them in a gas chamber essentially, which I mean, like sounds bad, but it's like painless. You know what I mean? You yeah. just like go to sleep essentially. But no, she was like, no, because you have to snap their necks. And then the babies, um, the babies, you have to break their spine or something. And i uh, am just kill hell hell no so i did not rotate in that lab after that i was like nope is that
1: the most humane way i mean i guess immediately you wouldn't have like feeling because the nervous system but i mean that is what they do with chickens they break their necks this
0: episode that dark um yes. bringing it back to light um handmaid's tale just came out the new season
1: <laughs> <think> if
0: anyone <laughs> likes the, handmaid's tale. Life,
1: the super traumatic show just came out uh no but i do love handmaid's tale so much
0: yeah if you guys have not seen handmaid's tale there's fucking five seasons now so you better get to it but for the people that just started season five This is going to be a brief spoiler, brief spoiler. So skip forward like uh, maybe 30, 45 seconds. But yeah, I haven't seen episode two. This is just episode one. But yeah, I was telling Makana that June definitely needs to go to therapy, specifically like IFS.
1: She needs help. Well, everyone in Gilead is just going to be traumatized for a very long time.
0: Did you know that Emily's not coming... The actress that plays Emily said that she wasn't coming back, so then that's why they had to write in that weird storyline about her going back to Gilead.
1: <gasps> oh, did she say why she wasn't coming back?
0: She, I, th- I think she was probably just... You know what I mean? to, like, yeah. Re- yeah, just didn't want to record anymore, which makes sense. I totally get it. So
1: Yeah, um, I kind of do get her character. Like It still makes sense in the show with her leaving because... If anyone, I understand why she would leave and why she would go after Lydia. Lydia took her whole ass clit. I'd go after her, too.
0: Yeah. They said that you can have, like, restoration of it, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I still, it's really traumatic. That, it's it's but... very traumatic.
0: But, yeah. I mean, apparently, you can rest- Well, that makes sense because you can get bottom surgery. So, that makes sense that they would be able to somehow...
1: I mean, I'd still go after Aunt Lydia for doing it in the first place.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Because Emily was, like, never the same after that. Like, something just
1: yeah, something snapped really in her. Yeah, something really snapped in her. And after she went to the colonies, too. Remember when she poisoned? Do you remember? It was her who, like, poisoned that aunt, right? No, it was a wife. But, yeah, she poisoned the wife in the colonies.
0: Which was, like, such a girl boss move.
1: Yeah. Love it.
0: What else? Oh, I think the only update that I have besides like we're gonna get into a lesbian TikTok drama, but the only one uh personal update that I have is that I started reading Crime and Punishment so I can be pretentious. So I can be an asshole. But the That's book the only is actually that good. You read it. it is actually yeah, yeah, it is actually good. It's funny. I don't think it's meant to be funny, but you know, like our personalities, like things just become funny that weren't mm-hmm. intentionally funny. But, yeah, it's basically about a guy who, like, loses his fucking mind and commits two murders. <laughs> and it's, like, so funny because he's so deranged. <laughs> like, there's just something wrong with him. I mean, obviously, he just committed a murder, but yeah, so I would definitely recommend it. Um, but we can go on to your updates now, because that's a, really the only thing to talk about.
1: Yeah, when I visit you and we do our whole book swap thing, I'm gonna have to gonna wipe crime and punishment, because I also want to read that. Um... I finished uh, *Whole* again, so I started reading *The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck*, which I know is like a really popular book, but I just never had read it. I'm reading it now, and it's also funny. But it's like the author's like making jokes. It's not like right. really funny. I don't really have any like actual updates. You know, I haven't done anything recently. I, I mean, I did plan like the gayest most lesbian date and it's a 3 day date like i planned a 3 day. talk date about a date on the podcast. Well that's all i'm saying.
0: <laughs> Leave it at that. Leave it but at like, that. But
1: like is that not like normal people plan a date and they're like hey like let's go to dinner and lesbians are like hey do you want to spend 3 days together? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no that that's definitely true. Me on the other hand, i'm like i cannot like i i you know, i want the date to last and like go well, but like goodbye after a couple hours. Like see you never. You know what I mean? Well, we're
1: just gonna have to see how it goes. Because you know, I've met her in person before, but I was also drunk. So I'm like, what happens if it's boring and we have nothing to talk about? Granted, I've psyched myself up. Just all get the time. really drunk. Just get drunk.
0: And then you'll be fine. But now we need to talk about this last being take drug drama.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I'm I'm so happy. I'm thrilled actually because Alyssa, i followed her forever and when her and sam broke up it was really really sad but now that Alyssa and so far together uh, allegedly supposedly they in a way hard launched you know
0: yeah so just a refresher for anybody who doesn't know what happened so basically jojo siwa from dance moms and this Cringe fest girl named but Avery. I
1: that she got her start on Dance Moms. Yeah, she was so young.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why she's a fucking weirdo now. But so Avery and this girl Soph dated for like years, and JoJo was friends with them. And then Soph and Avery broke up. And then immediately avery turned around and started dating jojo like within you know maybe two or three weeks we don't actually have like a slow defined timeline but then they like made this video recently of them taking photos in the Chuck E. cheese photo booths mm-hmm. and people were like are you being fucking for real like you literally just in your bro you guys are all on tiktok like it's not like Avery was going to post that and so may not have seen it. Like everybody knows who they are. They're all very popular on the app. So it's like, you're just rubbing it in her face and you're very disrespectful. And the other thing is you're very immature for moving on. Like, you know what I mean? Like you didn't even have time to take a breath.
1: Well, I think the maturity part may have been an issue. I saw a TikTok about that, be considering what they are doing separately. Now that they're apart, like, Avery is going to Chuck E. Cheese with Siwa and Mm -hmm. Soph is going to like cute bars with Alyssa and like other friends. Like adult thing. Like I understand. Like I understand. Like I think you know Chuck E. Cheese or a game thing. It can be a cute date, but I, I don't know. Not Chuck E. Cheese. Like not Chuck E. Cheese. Go to a barcade. Well, I guess. No, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese is gross. Honestly, yeah, no. You can go to like I mean, we Dave have and Buster's. She could have went call? to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. You don't have to be. You, yeah, you that don't have to exactly. be, uh, Yeah. Twenty one. I can smell E. Cheese, and I can like feel how greasy every single thing in that place is. I actually, I'm good. Love. The animatronics also have always freaked All me out. Same as
0: if a girl ever was like, oh, we can go to E. Cheese. I'm mean, ghosting. The fuck do I look like at a E. No, cheese? No,
1: because yeah, we're adults now. <laughs> Uh, we can go to places like Dave and Buster's. They have, because I think you know, going somewhere, playing, getting drunk, playing arcade it's games.
2: Fun.
1: Do they even sell alcohol at Chuck E. No. Cheese? Well,
2: I don't know.
0: I actually don't know. I don't.
1: They have a beer for the parent. It's probably like Bud Light.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but I mean,
1: they were want... not of the drink at every date. It's just like. It's not an adult environment. So, yeah, I think that immaturity may have played a part in, like, because, I mean, they were together for what, like, we can grow apart, like, maybe Soph, like, matured at a faster rate, and, like, that's kind of what tore them apart, and then that may have been what attracted Avery to JoJo is, you know, I don't know if she's actually immature or if it's just, like, her brand, but, like, she does keep it up a lot, like, because she's shifted away from her brand a lot since she came out. But it's like, why are you still going to right? Cheese? And then she made
0: that video of somebody like saying, "I would never take a date to Chuck E. Cheese," and she was like, "I'm just like a big toddler." Bitch, you're 19. You're not a toddler. Stop it. You're weird for even saying that. Like, imagine your girlfriend saying that. I'm just no. a big toddler.
1: <laughs> like, there's a there's a level between you can still have fun and do. Childlike things like play arcade games and do things like that but it's there's a different thing which is like the maturity aspect of it like you're not a toddler say that yeah you are to even say like like i people would say like oh yeah i'm a kid at heart not i'm a toddler (laughs)
0: right not i'm i'm a baby i mean jesus christ oh my god that
1: reminds me have you seen broad city no (gasps) oh Oh, my God. You have to watch Broad City. All the seasons are on Hulu. Um, but there's this one episode <laughs> where they, they like, need to get money. And so they go to this guy's house to clean his house for him. But he's one of those guys that, like, dresses up like a baby. And he's like, I'm a baby. And they're like, no, you're not. Because, like, they they do the whole cleaning thing while he's just, like, standing there being a weird Baby, he's in like a onesie and everything. And then after they're done cleaning, they were there for like two hours. They were like, "All right, like, give me the money." And he was like, "I don't have any money. I'm just a baby." And they were like, "Are you, are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> and that's like what I feel like jojo was. She's like, "I'm a toddler. No, you're not.
0: You you're are an adult, adult, and you need to, and you need to grow the fuck up, <laughs> please."
1: yeah like i oh like i want to give her something because of what her brand has been like can like you remember like you know when miley cyrus is coming out of her brand as like hannah montana you know you have to like that transition period so i i want to give her like some you know what is it benefit of the doubt that she's still in that transition period and she's not going to be weird like this forever but that comment is weird yeah
0: no it was definitely very weird and then um, I almost forgot about the
1: the update for today, was
0: Dallas, okay, it doesn't really matter who Dallas is, just know that she is a popular, she's another popular lesbian TikToker, like her and her girlfriend kind of went through the lesbian curse breakup, but her girlfriend apparently cheated on her all the time, they broke up in like 2021, it doesn't matter, okay, so she makes, she goes on live, and she's talking about how, I think she said that Avery, one, that she's hung out with Avery and said that that Avery, like, the act that she puts on is, like, literally just an act and she doesn't actually behave like that to, in real life. And... Yeah. I would mean, like, hope not. weird. And um, she said that... What was it? Like, a close... That Avery had cl- called a close friend and said that she was using JoJo.
1: Right, like, using her for clout.
0: Yeah. So... That's what she said. Then Jojo, JoJo commented and was like, she's not using me. Like, everybody else actually used me, but not Avery. She makes my mom laugh and saying, like, you're just using me and Avery for clout. And Dallas That I'm not using you guys for clout. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't want eight-year-olds in my comment section calling me daddy. <laughs> tell, when I tell you, I spit.
1: When I spit, no, I, mean, <laughs> I can't like, see it. Like, what? It was maybe like two weeks after Avery and Soph broke up. Uh, JoJo's and her family took Avery on vacation. Like, girl.
0: Yeah. Well, JoJo also has like.
1: Actually, let me see. Well, yeah, that's what I was I was saying earlier. Like, I I don't understand why she'd want to use JoJo for clout because a majority of her followers are children. But I guess TikTok views are TikTok views, but so I mean, yeah, it doesn't
0: really matter. Okay, oh, sorry, let me see if I can. How many followers does Jojo have? 43.6 million. Avery has the princess, too. 8 million.
1: Yeah, like the lesbians start like the lesbians yeah. on TikTok have a lot of followers, but Jojo had Nickelodeon, so and
0: Look at this TikTok, hold on. Someone said why she look like a croc. <laughs> <laughs> but so, why is she making this audio that's like a princess audio and then putting all that... Like, you're tra- appealing to children. Like, not in a creepy way. You're just appealing to children. You just want children to... Yeah,
1: you're just to like simply content. appealing to children. Like, does she just want to yeah. be a child? Not a child star. A child entertainment actor?
0: Yeah, and she couldn't do that with Soph because Soph is, like, an adult.
1: <laughs> and sojo yeah, that's her uh-huh. whole thing. Yeah, so...
0: Oops, sorry, I just burped. Um, I had to cut a burp out of the Scott Peterson. I was editing it today and I burped so fucking loud, like randomly in the middle while you were talking. So I I cut it out because I was like, that seems really rude. Why was it so loud and like right into the microphone? (laughs) So um, the Scott Peterson episode will hopefully be up. um, Maybe Sunday or Monday, I'm thinking. So you guys should go check out the Patreon. If you haven't already, <laughs>
1: patreoncom uh Go so check it out. Um, I also I didn't post it anywhere, but I did post another bonus episode of Madeline and I, just kind of breaking down like body positivity and some of like our mommy issues. So if you'd like to check that out, it's also on the Patreon. Um, but talking about Scott Peterson too, that leads us into what we're talking about today. Because we are going to be talking about... Like, Gone Girl, but specifically the Cool
0: Girl monologue and what that means today in our society. So, um, let's...
1: And I did not put it together. I watched Gone Girl for research purposes for this episode. And I didn't put it together... The first time I watched it, but after watching, you know, and doing all the research for the Lazy Peterson and like watching the crime weekly about Scott Peterson and everything, Gone Girl is literally just the whole Scott Peterson thing, yeah. Just in a movie, everything that's happening to who's Ben Affleck's character. I always remember his name in the movie. The husband. Nick, everything that's happening to Nick is, like, what happened to Scott. Like, from the mistress to, like, Nancy Grace to yet yeah, the way the media acted, the, w- the way he acted within the media and, like, at her yeah. memorial and stuff. I do want to put a like, disclaimer.
0: If you have not watched Gone Girl and you want to, you need to go watch it now. Stop the episode. Go watch it because we're going to spoil something very big that happens in the movie. So just stop it here because it's such a good movie. You need to go watch it if you haven't seen it. But so yeah, Gone Girl is definitely my favorite movie. It's been my favorite movie since I saw it in theaters. Um, when it came out, I think it was like 2014 or something mm-hmm. with um, someone that shall not be named.
1: But yeah, no, I will say when I first saw it, it goes up there with like the plot twists of the movies, like in like Breaking Dawn fight scene um fight and club. fight club and fractured have you ever seen fractured
2: <gasps> yes that movie
0: yes. was so fucking good so, yeah, if you I haven't seen Marvel, movie.
1: literally pause it now because do not ruin it for yourself because you have to watch it but i will say the first time when i watched it and it revealed that she wasn't dead or missing and she had like done it all herself my I wanted to stand up and give like a, a standing ovation not like yes girl like let's get and it's only like halfway through the movie which is like the craziest thing too but that's just like highlight
0: yeah like Amy Dunn she is a girl boss a queen my idol love her um so now I just want to I
1: think while is No, I'll send you a picture, but I think she's mad at me. She's like laying away from me, looking at the wall.
0: Yeah, I think she sounds angry. Um, Okay, so what is the cool girl in the infamous monologue that I was just talking about? So the cool girl, as defined by some website that I was reading, it says a prevalent dating trope that many women feel pressured to conform to Because they don't want to be labeled as like clingy or desperate, which that was like the worst thing to be called by by a man is like desperate Mm -hmm. or clingy. Those those were smiting words.
1: I will say when Armani first brought up doing this episode, I didn't entirely know what she was talking about. I do have like a general sense, you know, I'm interested to learn more from like everything that you tell us about my impression of it. I think I unfortunately have 100% been trying to be I the mean cool essentially guy. like a like a pick me a essentially pick me. a pick me it's like another way of being a
0: pick me yes okay so I also wanted to talk about like the cool girl if you guys like need another ex- like a uh, real life example think call her daddy circa 2020 2019 because I know that mm-hmm. she's like rebranded or whatever and now she like interviews people but those when her yeah, and- I would
1: say original call her daddy yeah that was like you need to do this. Pre make it all of the drama, yes. Pre HBO drama,
0: yeah. Before the host like went through their like podcast host breakup or whatever, that was like an example of like what a like I feel like they really embodied and gave advice to make you sound like a cool girl, essentially. Um,
1: yeah. Well, everything was, and when Caller Daddy first came out, I was obsessed with it. I still have my Call Her Daddy hoodie that is literally tatters now because I've worn it so many times. Um, But when, yeah, when Call Her Daddy first came out, I think that was probably like circa, it was like early college for me. And I was peak pick me. I was trying to be a little frat star, trying to appeal to all like the boys in my life, which I was really trying to just have a bigger dick than them because why was I competing with them constantly anyway? (laughs) Um, but I was also listening to Call Her Daddy 24-7, and it was all, like, I remember, like, the Gluck Gluck 9000, like, how yeah. to do these things to men, which some of it was playing men, which I respect. I respect the game. But it was a lot of that cool girl aesthetic.
0: Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, essentially, exactly what you said. Um, So... Essentially, it's a male fantasy for women to not be clingy or emotional, as I'm sure we've always been told that, like, you need to play cool to get the guy. Like, you can't act too interested because if you act too interested, then he's not going to like you. It's like, why
1: can't I just show interest at all? (laughs) I did just have a thought. There's definitely a distinction between a cool girl and a pick me. A pick me is going to do anything regardless and only in order to be picked by their interest, but a cool girl is going to do things to be picked, but they're gonna act like they're uninterested. They're gonna act again. They're gonna act cool, but you know it still ends up being the same. I guess yeah, end game. Yeah, because essentially,
0: even like. We're talking specifically, like, um, hetero. this is, like, more of a heterosexual thing, but it can really happen in any, it can happen in a queer relationship as well, just, like, being mm-hmm. the more, like, um, the more, like, aloof and uncaring person, because when you are more aloof okay. and uncaring than the other person, then somehow you hold power over in that mm-hmm. relationship dynamic. So... And another media reference um, is Donna from that 70s show would be considered, like, the cool girl because she, like, played basketball and she, like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It was just really chill and, like, hung out the
1: pool. She's just not like other girls. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. So now I'm going to play the cool girl monologue for you guys. Get ready.
2: And I loved a girl I was pretending to be. Cool girl. Men always use that they, as their defining compliment. She's a cool girl. Cool girl is hot. Cool girl is gay. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrin, loving manner. And then presents her mouth for fucking. She likes what he likes. So evidently, he's a vinyl hipster who loves fetish manga. If he likes girls gone wild, she's a mall babe who talks football and endures buffalo wings at Hooters. When I met Nick Dunn, I knew he wanted a cool girl. And for him, I'll admit, I was willing to try. I waxed, stripped my pussy raw. I drank canned beer watching Adam Sandler movies. I ate cold pizza and remained a size two. I blew him, semi-regularly. I lived in the moment. I was fucking gay. I can't say I didn't enjoy some of it. Nick teased out in me things I didn't know existed. A lightness, a humor, an ease. But I made him smarter, sharper. I inspired him to rise to my level. I forged the man of my dreams.
1: Okay,
0: so that is the infamous schoolgirl monologue, which kind of explains everything that me and Mahana just said.
1: You, Original robots. Yeah.
0: You basically form yourself into a certain um into a certain person that you're not like you don't actually enjoy watching sports. You don't actually enjoy drinking beer. You're only doing it in order to be liked by a man by him thinking oh she's not like other girls and I've had one say that to me before like oh you're not like other girls I'm actually just like every other bitch to be quite honest with you I'm just like everybody else
1: see my thing is like you're right I'm not like other girls because I'm gay that's what it was and I just didn't put those pieces together and I tried so hard to appease men because I thought that's what you were supposed to do you know when I was still in the closet and anytime I think about like what I was doing during that time period I just cringe because why was I putting so much effort into these men that didn't even shave their assholes that didn't even clean their kitchen the way so I left my Keurig there for a couple months I had to throw that shit out when I picked it out because it was so greasy. How did it get so greasy? Because they didn't clean the kitchen. I will not be friends with a man that doesn't have basic cleanliness skills. Because why are you out of college and not clean? There's zero excuse.
0: Zero excuse at this point. Okay, so Gone Girl was originally a book written by our queen Gillian Flynn. And so then it was made into a movie. The movie made a whopping $369 million. Um, so then Flynn said in an interview, I thought, you know, in a way there is... In equality here that men are allowed to do these things. Male characters can be good. They can be nasty. They can be interesting in both ways and it really pisses me off. It really felt like women were being kept in these particular types of pretty boxes and because this was written in 2014, I don't know if anybody like, I mean, I know there's been movies but I'm specifically thinking about books and how books now, a lot of the ones that are like geared towards Mm -hmm. girls that are in their like 20s or just people that are in their 20s but um like the unhinged, unreliable female narrator where she's just like an awful person and there's like no redeeming qualities about her. So this was obviously before that.
1: Fleabag, the Fleabag narrative. Yes.
0: So that's kind of what she was saying, like why she created Amy Dunn, because she was like, this is annoying that men are the only ones that are alleged. to act like this. I also want to mention that I don't think anyone other than Roseman Pike could have really served the role the way the role needed to be served. No. I,
1: I love Rosamund Pike. I'm trying to think of anyone else that could do it. She's amazing. And the only one that comes to mind, yeah, who is pretty much just a photocopy of Roseman is Renee Zinger. Who? She played in Case 39. They have the same vibe they're pretty much the same actress in a way. She has this eerie thing about her that I think works with it.
0: Oh, I see.
1: But I do, I, I, I do agree. I don't think that anyone would have been able to body that monologue the way that he did.
0: And Ben Affleck really did, like, the dumb husband narration. Very well. Like, to a T. Like, he was very good at it. So then... A senior writer, Mary Elizabeth Williams at the magazine called Salon, said with just a few short paragraphs, Gillian Flynn articulated a long simmering collective, exhausted frustration fueled in recent years by porn, ubiquitous, misleading porn, and by the toxins of a culture and values of a woman who are not like other girls. Basically, they have no, they don't have their own inner lives and interests of their own." Um, it gave name to the smothering and the invisible force to act like you were not like other girls. So if everyone is acting like they're not like other girls, isn't everyone just acting like a girl?
1: (laughs) That's also why I've always been, like, not always, but I've now confused about this, is because why would men want their because they want to fuck their because they want to fuck their friends yeah that's what i'm saying i'm like that you want the girls to be like your male friend are you sure you're just not you should sure it's not a li- little fruity it's okay it's okay if you are we're, we're all a little fruity truly i think the starting point should be bisexual and then people come out as sure. gay or straight. yeah
0: no they definitely should um Okay, so Amy is a singularly shocking figure, a liar who can destroy men with her tearful hints and accusations of physical and sexual abuse. So essentially, because we didn't even give him the rundown, basically, Amy goes missing, quote-unquote, in the movie, and her husband is looked at as the prime suspect because it's always her husband.
1: And... If you need an example to compare it to, again, it's pretty much the Scott Peterson trial. uh, Yeah, and... Exactly how he was framed, right?
0: And he was having an affair with it hit his student, who was like twenty something. And mind you, he's probably like in his forties, I guess, is what he was supposed to be. So she, ba- he, it basically. She framed him for her murder because she thought that he was an awful husband who was also a cheating bastard, which he was, and that he was a fucking idiot. So she comes up with this whole plan. She writes a diary basically saying that he was abusive. She read a bunch of true crime books. She got um, a pregnancy test. She wasn't actually pregnant, but... Like faked a pregnancy test to say that she was pregnant, and staged the crime scene so meticulously. And yeah, so basically, she wanted him to go to jail for her murder. Um, long story short, she ends up. She wanted him to get the death penalty
1: for his murder. Yeah, because they lived in Miss or Missouri. Missouri, yeah, still had the death penalty. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted him to die for it. <laughs> yeah, which is like such a
0: girl boss move. Why, I just should, Queen. and. Um, then like uh, she ends up wanting to go back to Nick because he pleads for her return or something on like Diane Sawyer or not Diane Sawyer uh i don't know they're diane big diane Sawyer in the in the show she ends up like going to her ex-boyfriend's This like really weird creepy guy what's his actual name it's uh neil patrick harris right that's who yeah. played desi mm-hmm. yeah so she goes there and then like makes it look like she was sexually abused by him and they killed him <laughs> and makes it look like he was actually the one who took her so that she could go back to nick
1: one of my favorite parts when she walks up to the house and he's like you're a fucking bitch
0: <laughs> like such a i mean and then no one of my favorite parts is when he like slammed her against the wall because she, i forget exactly what she said and she said you think you'd be happy with a nice midwestern girl no wait, baby she's right now right she, she is absolutely correct he'd be fucking bored with that Exactly. So that is why one of the most chilling scenes in both the book and the film is Amy cruelly violating herself in the service of her next savage move which I was saying she made it look like she was sexually assaulted. Um, a fair amount of criticism of Gone Girl unsurprisingly then has centered on its girl who cried rape element and potential damage to the cause. But Gone Girl isn't a revenge fantasy. You're not supposed to feel good that Amy ultimately gets away with murder and orchestrates a pregnancy with a man that she has ruined Instead, she leaves you with a language Unsteady dread that a woman who has been playing the part her entire life has found a new role, one that the world values even more than a NASCAR loving porn star, which is like, a kidnapped victim come to light. <laughs> or, like, you know what I mean? Like, right, whole... she
1: created the perfect true crime story being the missing pregnant woman. That's bold. And then she was found and you know of course you know that truly inspiring like saving like she was she saved herself she, everything she really set it up to just to walk back in right so I, under- I fully understand the criticisms because of the parts of the movie but I this, it might be a p- unpopular opinion but I don't agree with the stance that like movies and tv shows don't need to have like rape and things like that in them because i feel like when you do that you in a way act like it's not something that happens and it's something that happens every single day and so if you have these tv shows without that aspect as horrible as they are it's part of human experience and it's part of the rage that women feel that we felt throughout history and that we're unfortunately going to continue to feel until something does change. But in in erasing that, nothing will change. Yeah, I
0: agree with that point. But there is something to be said about the trauma plot that sometimes is added to things that it does not need, a.k.a. like
1: right. big little... I don't think it needs to be unnecessarily added to
0: Right, plots, because it's like... Yeah. Let's be realistic here. A.K. And I'm talking about big, what is it called? A Little Life by Yana something. Have you ever heard about all that drama with that? This lady basically wrote this like 800 page book that everyone on book talk is like, oh my God, like it literally killed me. It was so sad. It's about go read the Wikipedia on it. What, like I don't even know why she wrote that one she all of her books about are about gay men which people find weird because it's like you're not a gay man so why do you keep writing about horrific things happening to gay men like everything that you could ever imagine happening to someone happened to the main character so unnecessary like so many unnecessary traumatic things happen to him and i'm like would this even happen in real life like when you're just throwing things in there like not even to continue a plot it's like because some people of course are like oh i want to read something sad or like I guess that's the easiest emotion to probably get out of people in a way. Like, if you think about writing a book, like,
1: what's that makes sense? It's like an undeniable. Everyone is going to have a similar, right? So,
0: yeah, there's been a bunch of criticism on her books, and especially Little Life, because it was.
1: I did just look up a little life. I know what you're talking about. I saw that all over, but I never knew what it was about.
0: Oh, read the, the Wikipedia was bad enough. I said I would never read that book.
1: I do think it's weird for anyone. Anyone to write about like the sufferings of another group that like a minority group <laughs> are really not a part of,
0: right? It's it's very strange to me, and I mean she's an Asian lady she could have wrote about hardship of Asian people.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just it's a little weird if all your books are about gay men and you are not a man and not a gay. cop. Called-
0: yeah, it is very weird. Which even
1: as like a as a lesbian, still even though, you know, we'd both be gay, I don't have the experience of a gay man. Like every experience is incredibly like individual yeah and
0: this is like such a sidetracked thing but there was like um some more drama in the book talk community because this author this white woman her name is taylor jenkins reed and she has very popular books so seven husbands of evelyn hugo and then she just came out with a new book oh, yeah. called carrie soto is back but she centers in evelyn hugo i think and in carrie soto is back they're both hispanic women she's writing from like a Hispanic woman's point of view and people are like why are you doing that you're white and then she was like well I just like don't think that white women have to be centered in all of my books or something like that and I was like but you're white why don't you write about white characters and leave the Hispanic writers to writing about Hispanic people's experiences something that you would never experience it's very weird to me
1: You want to include characters of diversity into your books as a white writer, but maybe don't center the books around uh, people of color that have experiences that you can't align with.
0: Yeah, it just makes me feel icky. I'm like... No, don't like that. So, a writer for Newsweek, her name was Sarah Didiam, she said, the cool girl feminist does not insist that men and women should be equal. The cool girl doesn't even suggest that there's anything wrong with the man-woman hierarchy as it stands. All the cool girl demands is that she is seen as an exception. Joe's like, that's very, I mean, it's just like, I'm not like other girls. Like, you just really want to separate yourself from, like, the emotional hysterical stereotypical woman. Because
1: it truly is a fine line. It's a fine line between being a bro, but still being someone that they want to fuck, but not being like other girls. So you're set apart from, like, the main group. Yeah. Um but Like, sweetie, no one is that special. Let's be honest. No one is special. I'm not special.
0: Yeah, I remember, there. like, I would tell guys that, like, I didn't get a period because I'm on birth control and I skip the, um, I skip the sugar pills, like, uh, long story, but my doctor prescribed in that way, and I would, like, tell guys that, I would tell that to guys as, like, a way to be, like, I'm not like other girls, like, I can fuck anytime I want, like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, n- normally, like, there's, like, a week that you can't have sex, so I would tell guys that.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you remember... Yes. Her and her boyfriend literally had sex every single day, even when she was on her period. And when she was on her period, for some reason, they didn't have just, they just didn't have normal, like, sex had anal, she had anal sex every single day of my period. If my if anyone asked to stick anything in my ass during my period, I'd be like, Cool, do you want period shits to follow? Like,
0: yeah, because period shits are not
1: my my period because it's it's not it's not a it's not a pretty place, whatsoever.
0: yeah, that, that's literally not a joke. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that, love. I'm, I'm not gonna be doing that, but then I would like regret telling men that, but like, I never had a period because then I could never just be really like, Look if I didn't want to have sex I couldn't because you know uh, when you're in high school you right but when you're in high school you don't want to be like you haven't really learned like how to put your foot down as far as like consent goes like you feel like you can't say no so you come up with other excuses to basically say no so like oh I'm on my period like, yeah you know what I mean so the
1: way I wish I could go back in time and shake myself and tell myself that it you can literally stand up for yourself and it's not gonna matter, no one's gonna give a fuck. I would, I was talking about this with Madeline earlier today. In no shape or form would I ever want to go back to like, you know, how people are like, Oh, could you go, would you want to like go back in time to like when you're like five years old, but with like all the knowledge and information you have now and like do everything over? No. I'm good, actually. I would never want to go to high school again. I don't want to experience any of that again. Even with what I know now, I would just be miserable because I'd be avoiding... Everything that taught me to be the person that I am today. So, one, what's the point? Two, I don't want to do it again. Three, I have wisdom now. You know, I know not to go near men.
0: (laughs) I would never want to go back to our high school specifically. Like, hell no. High school was pretty much the
1: worst time in life, I want to say. So. Well, I'm going to reach out to honestly because i remember when we first started she reached out and said she wanted to do an episode just talking about our high school because honestly it's a breeding ground for gay people it's it's pretty much everyone that's left is fruity in some way yeah or an ally because straight unfortunately (laughs) oh damn yeah why good question so, like, text me and be like um so i saw this thing on tiktok that says if you have a clear phone case you're bisexual i have a clear phone case. i'm like you, but you're not bisexual <laughs> It, it's it's don't get off TikTok, like no you're
0: gonna be fine babes don't worry you're not gonna wake up one day and like be surprised that you're bisexual
1: well I think he wants, <laughs> like someone he be, he bisexual. He wants to be bisexual like I, she doesn't want to be straight no but like trust trust and believe if
0: I had a choice I think I would choose to be straight only because it's so much easier to be straight and the fact that actually somebody today said um, on a dating app she said um that the reason that women it hurts more is because there's like more emotional intimacy with women like when you get your heart broken by a woman versus a man yeah. and i was like oh i don't know why i was thinking it was just because women are hot and men are ugly but i mean that's true um that's definitely true.
1: I think that's also one of the things that helped me realize that I was in fact gay is because the emotional connection and just the connection in general that I can have with women surpasses anything that I can have with a man that I had ever experienced, tried to push, tried to force. It just still doesn't even come close to like, even like the smaller relationships that I've had, you know, like you still connect on like a deeper level than any of the other relationships I've had with men.
0: 100%. Because I feel like I could never just be me. Like, when That's I was definitely dating definitely
1: one of the reasons why, like, WLW relationships go so quickly, like, move so fast, is because you connect emotionally and on deeper levels. And you talk about deeper things faster than you do when you're in a relationship with, like, a heterosexual relationship. Because i feel like there's just so many standards and rules for dating in like the heterosexual space like you know like you don't talk about certain things for a while like you don't share your traumas like
0: yeah i want to say i was literally on i was on a date last night and we started talking about what medications we were on and then she was telling me about how she was in the psych ward like i feel like you can only do that as gay people
1: Screw your favorite color. What's your most traumatizing childhood memory? That's what I want to know.
0: I, I honestly just want to know what kind of antidepressants you've been on and which ones you're on now. Um, because usually people say Lexapro. Oh my god, we have that in common. It's like Yay.
1: we <laughs> It's when you're like, Yeah, I'm moving in with someone a week after I met her and people are like, Oh my god, like how do you guys know you're even compatible? We're both on Lexapro. <laughs>
0: Now, if I meet someone who's on Lexapro, Wellbutrin, and Buscarone, I know that we were meant... That's, like, better than astrology. Like, that means that we're very compatible. We have the same mental illness. No,
1: but really, what's your big three? Mine's Lexapro, Wellbutrin, <laughs> Adderall. <laughs> and, yours, and mine like, is
0: Lexapro, Wellbutrin, and Buscaron. So we're all same. Um,
1: Our risings. I- are... <laughs> <laughs> just a little definitely moving.
0: Um, yeah, well, I guess that's kind of all I had to say about like the cool girl and the gone girl. You guys need to go watch the movie if you haven't, but hopefully you didn't get this far and like, decide, oh, I want to go watch it now. But I think me and McConaughey are going to play Quiplash um, with Elaine and her boyfriend. I'm swinging this on McConaughey right now. I actually did not tell her about this before.
1: I was about to say, I, just... I am not going to pick Quiplash because it made my computer go sh- sh- last time um so oh. maybe after my appointment with the genius bar okay i'm let me text let me I text lena feel like i'm about to have a heat stroke so i'm gonna have to go like take a shower or something after this but mm. thank you guys for you know listening in on our cool girl episode i think the main thing everyone should take out of this episode uh, girls in general, um, or you know, girls, days anyone that's not a man, non-men, uh, don't don't do things for men. Actually, I take everything back. Anyone, anyone that's listening, don't make yourself lower for other people. Do what you want to do, what makes you happy, what feels right for yourself, and then the right no. will follow. Don't change yourself to try to fit into some trope to get some person. Because the right person will come around and like you for whatever you are. I know that sounds really deep, but that's truly what you learn. And anyone that's, you know, maybe like 23 and younger listening to this, that's some advice I would have wanted when I was that age. Because I cared way too much.
0: Way too much. Same here. But... Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next week.
2: See you next week. Bye.